Listening Dog Media. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the Hot Mess Mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our Hot Mess Mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Cherie. Okay, we are back. It is the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast. I'm Kelly Pegg. And I'm Shereen Murphy. And before we get going, we just want to say a big thank you to all the lovely Hot Mess Mums out there who are supporting us and getting down with this podcast and and loving it. Uh, Lindsay, Mandy, Emma, Jane... Um, uh, there's Kerry Hill loads of people yeah. who've been messaging and putting us in their stories and saying they're enjoying it um, if you do love us then please leave us a nice review um, <laughs> not a horrible one a nice after, one <laughs> after you've listened to the podcast and we really really appreciate that yeah absolutely absolutely so what's on the agenda today on the agenda today um, tantrums let's talk about tantrums adult ones or <laughs> Uh, we know a few people that have quite a lot of oh, them. Oh, yeah, definitely. A lot of adults. No, kid tantrums. I mean, I'm quite lucky because my youngest is seven, so she's come out of the tantrum phase. But it was a friend of mine who posted, um, she'd taken her little one, he's two, to the cinema, and he had the biggest tantrum oh, ever. Like popcorn thrown everywhere, oh. screaming. Like, And I've been in that situation, and it is the worst. I mean... I think, so I've got four kids and my youngest was probably the naughtiest out of all of them. Lovely Dolly. Lovely Dolly. And not so lovely Dolly at (laughs) at one point. And it was, she was having such bad tantrums that I actually was questioning myself as a parent thinking, where have I gone wrong? Because this is my fourth child and I've never, ever experienced anything like this in my life. I mean, I still feel like as a mum, I am winging it, you know. Well, if we all are. <laughs> yeah. If you're winging it, there's no hope for me. <laughs> no hope. So I, and, you know, there's different... Um, so I do feel like that, you know, daily there are challenges being a mum for all of us. But the tantrum phase for me with Dolly was just the most awful experience, I think, ever. It was you know, embarrassing, is it? What? Embarrassing. She would, um, there was one particular time we was on a beach and with Dolly, it would be the slightest little thing that would turn her and she would just turn and there was no reasoning with her. So there was one time we was on holiday and she was on the beach and she'd done something naughty. I think she'd thrown some water over Matilda, her bigger sister. And I told her off and said, don't you do that. Anyway, she just flipped. <laughs> And I just thought, well, that's it. I'm taking her out of the situation in this night. We're all there on the beach having a lovely time. And she was being that naughty and screaming. Everyone was looking. And I just thought, oh, God. I hate, I hate that part. Yeah, when, when everyone's look looking. Yeah. So I thought, so, right, no, she's, I'm going to remove her from this nice situation. She's got to learn that she cannot behave like this <laughs> out in public. So I, I picked her up. And I thought, I said to the other kids, and Harry, I'm going to take her back to the room. Because this is not happening. Because she'd been throwing tantrums all holiday. So I picked her up. And started walking with her. She was screaming. I don't know how I kept hold of her. And then I realised I've left my flip-flops. My feet were burning oh, as I was walking. No. And I thought, I can't go back. I've got oh. to show that I can do this. You know, I'm Follow through. Here. That's I'm what they all say. All these super nanny, Joe yes. Frost, follow through. Yes, I'm not yeah. giving up. And I'm quite good at that. But she just screamed, kicked all the way back, to, took her into the room. 
two hours later because I thought she's going to exhaust herself now because she has screamed. She was screaming at the top of her voice um, to the point where I actually started crying because I just thought, what is going on here? Why is this happening? I don't understand. You know, didn't happen with the others. Why is this child doing this to me? Like she would really test my patience. And I think, you know, by the end, she was in a corner rocking and I was in the other corner rocking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, what have I done as a parent? That is so bad. Well, they say, don't they, that it's, they're very uh, strong-minded. It's you know they're obviously very clever when they're like that because they won't give in. They're going to get their own way. Yeah. And so it's not really you. It's just it's them testing the boundaries and, yeah. and pushing through. I mean, Ava Lily was never quite that bad, but she. There's been some public times in public where yeah. I've not wanted to be with her. Um, <laughs> and I remember Boxing Day. We were at the Trafford Centre. And my husband was queuing for some jeans and super dry and she just didn't want to be there and she was being awful. And she just went, Mummy, I want to poo! In front of everybody, like, really loud. And I said, well, you're going to have to wait. Like, Daddy's getting his jeans. It was heaving, couldn't move. Who goes bo- to bo- on traffic I know, actually. It's crazy. And then, oh, sorry, that's my phone. I'm so sorry. Um... And I said, we're going to have to wait for him. No, if we don't go, I'm going to do it in my pants. <gasps> oh my so gosh. I picked her up and I said, please stop talking to mummy like that. And she used to do this a lot. She just slapped me around the face. <gasps> in front of all, and that's what all these people did in the queue. They went, <gasps> and so, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm not like you, good mum, punishing her, taking her out of the situation and sorting her out. Do you know what I did? <laughs> I put her down, I went up to Chris in the queue and I went, she's your problem. <laughs> and I walked off and I left him with her because I didn't want to be with them. And I just no. walked away. Oh and I, my God. I just went. Anyway, he caught up with me once he got the jeans around me or whatever, found me. It's like, you can't do that. I said, I absolutely can. I said, I don't want people knowing that that is my child. And I've done that on more than one occasion where I walk away from her when she has a tantrum and he just has to deal with it. <laughs> I don't want to be there. <laughs> and he'll tell you. So uh, if you think you're a bad mum, that's really bad. <laughs> I, just could, I just couldn't cope with it at all. <laughs> no. And he's, oh, it's awful well, though, it's, isn't it? It's We're awful. laughing, but it is awful. Well, the thing is, though, if you do tell them off, so you get down to their level and you're giving it, you know, don't do that and this is why... People look at you as if to say, you're not very nice. You feel like people are watching you. I hate you. it. It's, it's I would horrible. never be... You know, when I see kids screaming in restaurants or crying and... Do you know what? I sympathise with the parent. I just yeah. want to go over and go, I just feel for it's you. It's like on an aeroplane, isn't doing, it? Yeah. And I've been... Well, there was another time with Dolly. We were travelling to Australia and I was on my own with all the kids. Now, the older ones are good because they can amuse themselves. But Dolly... She and we were in business class because we were going all the way over there. Oh, so God. I was really mindful of, you know her disturbing other people that have paid a lot of money to be in business class. Yeah. And I'm a not a very good flyer anyway. Um, I usually have to take Valium and have a drink, but I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was on my own with all the kids, so I couldn't. And I am petrified. As soon as the plane starts bouncing, I start crying. Oh, no. So um, anyway, so she was... Um. The whole flight, I would say, she, she either screamed, she wanted to get down, she wanted to run up and down, because she was a toddler. And all I did was pace up and down to try and keep her quiet. Mm. So by the time we came to land into Melbourne, um, there was a load of people queuing for the bathroom or for the toilet, you know, to freshen up before they got off. And I was just sat at the back of the plane 
exhausted because I like it'd been over 24 hours because we had a stop off somewhere um and Dolly was just rolling around on the floor crying and screaming and I just had enough so I was just sat you know in a daze and some lady come up to me and she said I really think you need to pick your child up. She's rolling around on the floor. And I think she might need a cold towel on the back of her neck. And I just looked at her like my neck snapped up. And I went, do you think? Do you think? I said, well, why don't you go and get the cold towel and put it over her head? And I just thought, and I, and I thought, I can't be, I'm like, I hate being rude to people. But I just thought, I have been on this plane. It's been 14 hours with a child that has oh. not slept and if she has fallen asleep for five minutes, she is on my chair, squashed with me, so I've not slept either. It was just a nightmare. So, yeah, she would always pull these tantrums in public. Oh. So I do sympathise with parents when I see them. I would never be judgmental. No, I, I, never, I never, never say something looks, or never give advice. Anything. I think, oh, I hate that. Yeah. That's so rude. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, what do you know about it? It's easy for you to say that. You've not endured it. I know. There was another time I was in a supermarket. People must think, God, who's that woman with all those children? Because <laughs> I was all, always been on my, on my own because Harry's worked away a lot. And there was this one Sunday and I said, we'll pop to the supermarket. I don't think Dolly was born then. It was just Matilda and she'd just started running around. And I had a big trolley load of food. Taylor was with me at the checkout. Dolly, um, Ruby, get all their names bloody <laughs> This is an occurrence in my house. I always shout the wrong kid. <laughs> and go through all the names I before that. I get to the one that I'm meant to be no, calling. It's you, sorry. Anyway, so Matilda had run off. I'd said to Ruby, because there was a big queue behind me and I'm trying to put all the things onto the conveyor belt. Taylor had gone off to Starbucks to get a hot chocolate. So I'm like looking for Ruby because she's not come back with Matilda. So the lady at the checkout said to me, don't panic. She said, go and have a look for them. She went, I'll pack your stuff as I'm putting it through. Oh. I said, thank you so much. So I'm tearing through the supermarket thinking, where are they? Anyway, I found them. Matilda was on the floor rolling through the aisle. Um, Ruby was nearly in tears, said, I can't pick her up, mummy. She's just kicked a load of stuff off the shelf. I was like, don't worry, don't panic. I said, mummy's here now. I said, I'll, I picked Matilda up and said, you know, let's go to the checkout. It's all fine. Anyway, this woman stopped me and went, are these your children? I said, yes, they are. I said, oh, I'm at the check. You know, try to explain to her. You are a terrible mother. <gasps> this child has been rolling around in the aisle. And I just stood there and she like told me off. And I said, how dare you? <laughs> oh I, just, I don't know where it Shay, came I've from. I've never seen you angry. I said, how dare you? Have a go at me. I said, do you know me? Do you know my life? Do you know what I've been through? And she was just like, no, I don't. I said, well, don't judge me. Good Come on, you. children. We're going. And I just thought, what's come over me? I don't know what's happened to me. But it's that judgmental person. Oh, it's awful. That gets to me because I would never be like that. And I may say that often these people don't have kids. No. So it's easy to kind of just chip in. And I've never I think had I did any call her an old bat, which is not very nice. I hope I don't see her again. But That's yeah. I was thinking you're nice. <laughs> I know. But she just like, she just told me off and I thought, do you I'm know scared. how hard it is? Anyway, I love go on, that. carry on. <laughs> I don't know how I can top that. I don't think I've ever had anyone sort of confront me about, because yeah. uh, I, I would be the same. I'd yeah. be, yeah. I think I was that, t- I was same. tired. I was, you know, fretting because I was in a supermarket with all my kids and no one was with me. Uh, they all just ran off. And it's just that panic as well when you can't see your kids in a supermarket oh, and you God. sort of think, yeah, yeah. where are they? Where are they? You know, yeah. and I was really calming, like little Ruby was upset because she couldn't pick her up. And I was like, don't worry about it. It's fine. We're all here together. And then I got bloody told off. 
So, well, anyway. I don't think that woman will be telling anyone else off again. No, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from tantrums, I want to talk to you about something quite personal. Oh, okay. It's the big knickers debate. Oh, mm-hmm. I really want to do this. It's something I've thought about for a while, and I was in the hairdressers recently, and it all kicked off and I thought, right, we're definitely going to talk about this. It can't be just me. So the salon I go to, all the girls in there are about 20 years old and a size six. They're lovely, but you know. Yeah, they're young. Yeah. And, and no, I'm just this old woman, old mum that goes in there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I was in there one night. I was having my head and my roots done recently. And they started talking about pants. Yeah. And saying, God, who would wear, like, big knickers? Like, isn't that disgusting and gross, you know? I wear thongs, yada, yada, yada. And me being me, just thought it'd be really funny to get up and literally pull my trousers down in the middle of the salon and show them my extra-large M&S specials, (laughs) which I adore. And they were disgusted. Like, (laughs) Lily, who does my hair, the first thing she said was, poor Chris, you should be ashamed. I went, I'm 37 Two kids. <laughs> I used to wear thongs when I was your age as well. I said, but after having Ava Lily, like during pregnancy, I discovered big pants and I never went back. <laughs> oh, so you still wear big pants oh, all I've the time? Them, yeah. And he says nothing. I mean, he's not bothered. No. Well, if he is, he doesn't say anything. <laughs> But it doesn't matter to me anymore because I think, well, it, you know, I'm No, married. I think you get to a certain age and comfort is key, isn't it? Yeah, I don't care if I've got big panty lines coming through. It holds everything in, including my belly. I can eat whilst wearing them. I mean, when you wear thongs, let's face it, you can't, you can't eat everything you want. If you bloat, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's up your McCracken. It's not. <laughs> and it's not practical when you've had children. It's just not. So I wanted to see what you thought because I'm sure he's much more together than me and much more trendy. I don't think you do. No, I, I love big knickers. Yes. Absolutely love them. And I like to be comfortable. Um, I will wear thongs if I've got an outfit on. Like I've got gym stuff on today because I've been to the gym this morning. And I've got... Um, I've got a thong on because, you know, I've been, you know, bum in the air and some poor lady (laughs) behind me. And I thought there's no way I want to looking at my knicker line. So I have put a thong on, but guaranteed I'll go home, have a shower and I'll put a pair of big knickers on. And I'm the same, you know, when I get in indoors from being out, being at work or whatever, as soon as I get home, I go upstairs and I change into big knickers and a pair of tracksuit bottoms. You see, I leave the house like that. (laughs) That's my problem. That's no, we need to get you out of that stage. I know. I can't um, get out But no, I like to be comfortable. And even when I'm wearing jeans and stuff like that, always big knickers. But I think when you go into Victoria's Secrets now, just saying, you know, one of the many places you can buy nice undies, a lot of their underwear are big knickers. Well, pink. I get my pants from there yeah. when no one's in there. Because if I go in and it's full of teenagers, I feel like I'll just walk out again. I'm not, I shouldn't be <laughs> oh, I just make out and buy for my daughter <laughs> and really I'm buying for myself. I go in at night. I'm like, oh, there's only two people. It's okay. But their pants are like bigger. The yeah, boy, they are. Boy-shaped pants. I've yeah. got a few pairs of those that... You know, I think... A, a well, my, well, let's talk about... Oh, well, I say that I've embarrassed my daughter, Ruby, now. But she likes big knickers and she's 15. See? So yeah. there you go. Yeah. I mean, it'll probably all change. I think she it's gets funny older, though, gets isn't it? You know, when you've got these like 20 year olds and they're like, oh God, look at you. You're so sad. And you think, 
When I was your age, I looked at people my age and thought the same thing. Yeah. And then before you know it, it creeps up on you. You're yeah, grey, you've got kids. But isn't that awful? You know. I feel like you're making me feel like an absolute dinosaur <laughs> oh, here. no, you're not. I am. <laughs> you're not. You're not. So big knickers wins. Hands Absolutely. Down. Hands down. I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> Will you be wearing these big pants on your romantic... A uh, few nights away with Harry. Ooh, yes, our romantic getaway. Today. Yeah, we are. We like to. We were talking about date night before, you know, in one of our other podcasts. Yes, we? yeah, we did. Yeah, and the lack now. of them, well, especially with me. Yeah, and I think okay. it is important to have date nights, but I um, we just don't do it. We don't do it enough because you know, by the time you get home with the kids, and I just think, oh, I can't be bothered. I'd rather just stay in. You yeah. know. Um, so we don't, yeah, we don't really do date night as much as we should. So an opportunity came up that we could, you know, we're both not doing anything for the next couple of days. So we said, well, why don't we go away? So yes. Um, and unfortunately for Harry, I will be packing my big pants because <laughs> I want to be comfortable. Just is it? Well, I'm going to, I'm getting really personal here, Sheree. I'm sorry about this. So when, um, we, the last time we had a romantic break was way before Heath was born. We had a little night away for Valentine's in a place called Coombe Abbey mm. in Warwickshire, which my husband loves. It's beautiful. And I just saw it as a time to basically get drunk and sleep. And that was it. He obviously had other things in yeah, mind. Yeah. Is it like that with you and Harry? Do you think great relaxation, a long, a long sleep? And does he think, brilliant. Just me and Cherie in a room for 24 hours, no kids. I mean, is the because I remember Chris saying, this is, Chris ordered like fizz champagne for the room and chocolates and everything. Aww. And he just went, oh, he looked at me and I went, oh, I just want to lie down. Can't be bothered. But on my own, you know, and he was really disappointed. Oh, no, I think I'd make the effort, definitely. Oh, because, I'm, but then I do see it as, I mean, you've got little, little ones. So oh, yeah. your sleep is like so important. Yes. Whereas I've gone past that phase. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah, I probably would make a bit more of an effort, but I still will be packing big knickers for oh, sure. Gosh. But no, I would. And I think it is important to keep that romance alive, and especially if they're keen. Cause imagine if you'd organized all that and he said, yeah. Oh, I can't be bothered. I just want to watch the telly. You'd be really disappointed. Wouldn't you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be very honest that after having Ava Lily, my drive just vanished like it literally just disappeared for a long long time and he never said anything like he just is I'm gonna rate him here because I always slag him off and I don't mean to but he was so wonderful because I know I've got friends whose husbands are like at them all the time they've just had a baby and they're like I want sex yeah and I think get lost like he never ever behaves that way maybe he just didn't care I don't know but he just never did but for me it just disappeared and it took so long to kind of it come back well I think you don't feel <laughs> you don't feel like yourself so personal, after but... a baby you no. know because your body's changed so much so much you know and, and I know even after I had all of mine I still looked like I was about six months pregnant for ages because you've got that awful weird belly haven't you well after nothing you... goes down no it doesn't like people... and when you see people that do snap back into shape so quickly I'm always amazed I just think how have they done that I don't understand well, not eating I think probably must be and, but you know, you know I, that's not for me I like my food you know and and I kind of got back into shape very slowly. But I think once you've had a baby and nothing feels the same, you don't feel sexy. You don't no. feel like Gosh, you want to no. whip your clothes off and jump into bed, you know. It becomes a bit mechanical sometimes as well because you think, well, after a certain point, well, I should because we are married and I yeah. do love you. Yeah. So, And I found that when we were trying to conceive Heath... 
um, it took more than what Ava Lily just happened really quickly. I was really lucky. But yeah. Heath was different. Chris had been poorly and he'd been in hospital. I was doing bre- a breakfast show and really I was very unhappy. I was very tired all the time. So it wasn't happening. And I was thinking, oh my God, this isn't good. You know, I really yeah. want a baby. You get really upset, don't yeah. you? And we'd had a few disappointments where I thought I was and I wasn't and all that. And then my best friend said, what are you doing? You need to be temperature. You need to be an ovulation chart, all this. So I got everything like that. So I'd be like, right, Chris, my temperature's such and such. We need to go. And he absolutely like, he went along with it for a couple of days. And then he went, I've got to talk to you. I can't do it anymore. He said, I feel like you're using me. He said, I feel like a robot, like it's so mechanical. He's really really upsetting me. Yeah, he was. I can't. I can't do it like this. So I thought, well, bugger me. I'm never going to get up the duff. This just isn't going to happen. And then once I stopped acting like that. Sergeant Major. Yeah, like a sergeant major. the bedroom. I think Harry would like that. got a bit more romantic with him. And enjoy it. A bit more loving. Yeah, it happened. Yeah. Oh, that's Um, good. So I've been very lucky that he's gone along with me because I do, I I, I have, I'm definitely very different in that department. Uh, Absolutely after Ava Lily. I thought, God, I don't think I'm ever going to have it again. (laughs) I I love him and I do fancy him. Yeah, but But it's just, just, I think when you're first with someone and it's all, you know, amazing oh, so and yeah, it's so different. Yeah. But then I think that's what marriage is all about. It's about, you know, ups and downs and sometimes you don't feel like doing something and sometimes they do. It's all about compromise, isn't it? Yes. Um, and that's why I don't think you should ever beat yourself up about not wanting to do something and they do. And it's just, yeah, it, it is. You just have to work at it, don't you? As long yeah. as you're talking and you're no, you know, and you could say to him, which I'm sure you do, oh, gotcha. I'm not feeling it at the minute. Yeah. As long as they're understanding, it's when you don't speak and, you know, you become so distant. Yes. That's when it becomes, I would imagine, really difficult and relationships do break down. But I think if you're honest with your partner and say, Actually, I don't. I'm just not having it at the minute. I just don't feel nice in myself. And you can still be affectionate. Of course you I can. always say, like, I always cuddle Chris. Yeah. I always snuggle him. Yeah. I always... It's not all about sex. Yeah, it's not all about... All that. Yeah, you know? it's not all about sex. And I think as long as you're communicating with your partner to say how you feel... Because sometimes I don't feel... Because I just feel not great in myself so what I'm not going to friggin whip everything off and bounce around the bedroom men are different like that though I think I yeah. think we do feel oh we have know. to feel nice yeah whereas they don't care like it'll anywhere anytime <laughs> any place you know I often say to him oh, you just roll over in bed and come on then and I mean he literally does and I'm like fuck me Chris make an effort like I've had two of your children and this is what you call romance and it's like in between you the children and life there's no room for effort <laughs> You know, it's like, it's just got to happen like that. So I think it is important to have those date nights. And I think it's important, if you can, just even if it's like one cheeky little night away, you know, just to keep that romance alive. Yes, we're planning one soon. Oh, good. We are. We keep saying we're going to do it. We're we're going out on a a foursome, aren't we? We are, yes, for dinner. No, not foursome, sorry. (laughs) Not like that. Oh, my God. (laughs) Is that what you do? I meant double dates, sorry. We're going out for food. (laughs) And that is going to be our... A whole nother podcast, that one. <laughs> we are just I'm going so to a restaurant. Sorry. sorry. Just it's not for anything food. else. That's sorry. it. Double date. Chris That's is so excited about meeting Harry. Oh. But really nervous. Why? That's it's going to be another podcast. Well, because, so Chris 
supports Coventry City. Now, Harry's never played for them. There's no connection. <laughs> but he's a massive football fan. Yeah. Like, loves everything to do with Brian Clough. Got his book, quotes him all the time. He's dead. He's not alive anymore. But he was a massive football figure. Yeah. And um, he kind of loves footy. Yeah. So he's feeling like... Nervous, I think it's fair to say, and a little bit. I've never seen him like this because he's dealt with a lot of different people in his job. Yeah, a lot of celebrities and all sorts of stuff, and he's he just treats everyone the same. He's yeah. never funny about. It. He never gets nervous, you know. But this time, it's a, it's a bit. Do you know weird. what? I have to say, I've seen it before with um, men with footballers, and it's you can see, you know, the biggest burliest guy. You know that it, you know is in charge of his family, and he's a good salt of the earth fella. As soon as he meets like a footballer, and I've seen it, say he's met Harry or something, they turn into like these quivering wrecks, <laughs> and it's so funny to watch. You know, because you just think they all get nervous around them, and at the end of the day, he's just. A normal a person. person. I said that to him. I said, you've never been like this with anyone else. This is silly. But the restaurant we're going to, we've got a voucher, <laughs> which was a birthday present to Chris from, from some people that work for him. And it's a 50 quid voucher. And I said, well, we'll book there because we've got that voucher. Yeah. It only buys a bottle of wine. But that's so, nice. So, all helps, no. doesn't it? He said, I'm not whipping out a voucher in front of Harry. <laughs> Absolutely not. But I booked that restaurant, haven't I? Yeah. Sharice, you said, Harry oh, will not care. Every bit counts. Every little yeah. bit counts, you know. They're both out of work at the minute, so it does. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so it does help. No, absolutely. Things like that do oh. not... If Listen, Harry's got a nectar card and he's obsessed with these nectar points. <laughs> so he's not judgmental in that way whatsoever. Oh, good. Get that voucher out. Well, let's hope they get on. I, I, you know, they so will. Chris actually finds his voice. I hope he doesn't just sit there and like... Mute. Yeah, and shake. <laughs> you know? He won't. It'll be fine. It'll be good. Well, I'm looking forward to us all going out yes. in a couple of weeks. Very exciting stuff. And I think our time is done for today. Yes, it is. It's, it's been fun. By. Yeah. It has indeed. Um, uh, if you like us, please leave us a lovely review. We can't ask <laughs> enough for you to do that. It means the world to us uh, and it's very important to us. So do that, do that. Leave us a review and we will be back uh, next week. Yes. With more Hot Mess Mum craziness. <laughs> 